Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, I'm Forest Focus. Another the 3-2 defeat for Nottingham Forest against Brentford. Uh, God, I'm so annoyed. I know I should have a fancy introduction. Uh, and maybe people tell me I'm wrong to be annoyed. But uh, there's, that was up there with the most frustrating defeat in the Premier League in terms of just turning the gun on yourself and costing yourself goals. But it's not about what I think particularly. It's about what you think and what our panel thinks. So let me introduce, first of all, Mark Southerns. Mark, good evening. Good evening. We meet again under these circumstances. <laughs> We do. We had a good little run, didn't we, for a couple of weeks, thinking this is going to be, uh, yeah, all good. And now we're, now we're not in Forest. Yeah, true, true. Second guest returning to the podcast is Chris Aylmer from the Forest All Over podcast. Chris, good to have you with us. How are you doing, Matt? Um, not best pleased with with that result, uh, as I'm sure neither of you are. Hey, Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Nice to meet you, Chris. Nice to meet you. Right. Uh, I'll flick through some comments, but yeah, Mark, just kick us off on the the general uh, gist of your feelings and we'll break it down as we go along. Uh, frustration, disappointment, of course. Um, much the same as it was the last time we were at the GTEC Stadium. I thought we were the better team that day. I thought with the ball, we were the better team today. I've just looking at the stats and um, we had twice as much possession in, in the opposition's half. We had twice as much possession in the final third. If you look at passes received in the final third, the top five players in that match are all Forest players. Tony had 14 passes received in the final third, half as many as Dominguez, nearly half as many as Hazard Adoy. So if Mope and play, I thought we were the better side, but it's all getting undone by mistakes at the back. Um, and it was so predictable. You know, I called a set-piece goal. It was bound to be one of those, wasn't there? But the first goal, though, what we've got to have an inquest into that. Who was to blame there? What happened there? Yates saw it, but no one, you know, did did was Turner at fault there? I don't know. Nuno's got to look into that. When you when you score two goals away from home, you should get at least a point. And we did it again. We scored goals away from home. That's the positive. We looked good on the ball. There was good approach play. And this is without a player in a Lango who's got 10 goal involvements and gives White, who was our best player, right? So 
it's so frustrating that we did so much good with the ball and we had a lot of good possession in good areas without our most dangerous players and we scored two goals without them and we came away with nothing. And that has got to be addressed. Is it, I mean, Chris, that's, to me, it's a mentality thing. I don't blame Nuno for any of this. The only thing I blame him for is if he really believes that these two goalkeepers we've got are good enough because I can't believe that any manager thinks that's possible. We must just have no money. But we'll get into that. We'll get into Turner in a, in a bit. But the mentality to not take something from that game is infuriating. Because there were so many positives as well, and we will get into them. Yeah, well, as Mark says, um, when you're, 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 you score two goals away from home, I mean, you'd expect to get something from the game. This Brentford side, they've been on a poor run. They've lost the fa- last five games in a row. They've no Mbemo. They've no Wissa. They've no Henry. Tony's just coming back and finding his feet. He wasn't. He didn't do anything special today, other than the free kick. Um, it just, it's, it's incredibly frustrating to go to a stadium uh, and think you can possibly get something away from home, and then. As Mark said, just have it all undone. Set pieces were awful. Uh, I know we've a new set piece coach in, but set piece defending uh, is just not acceptable. We can see it from two set pieces today. One of them was obvious. I was standing over my screen, pointing at the bottom right hand corner, going, "He's going to go there because he went there last time, and he can't get it up and over the wall because it's too close." Lo and behold, he did. Um, the, the second set piece. I know we're going to break down the goals later, but I just I'm on a roll here because I'm, I'm annoyed. The second set piece, just ridiculous defending near post header i mean from one of their biggest aerial threats it, it's just it's it's obvious work that needs to be done on the training ground but yeah very very frustrated we started the game so well hadn't we mark i mean probably easiest to do it slightly chronologically but danilo who i thought had a really good game i see a few people in the comments saying they thought he played well i thought he was one of our better players and I'll come on to man of the match because I think that's a freaking joke as well. But yeah. um, the way we started the game um, was such a positive with Danilo getting that goal. I think that was Danilo's best performance of the season. I think mm. uh, maybe the goal just galvanised him, but I thought he he did very little wrong. He was he was more careful with the ball. He played it more simple when it mattered, but he also won some duels. Um, he played a part in the second goal, of course. Yeah, I was really happy with Danilo and I was really happy with Chris Wood as well, who also took his goal really well. Great movement. And I, you know, he was the best centre forward on the pitch, right? Mm. Um, and if Tony had scored that header, it, there would have been, you know, five minutes of plaudits basically for it. Um, but it counts for nothing. Brentford didn't have to play well to beat us. They didn't play well, but they didn't need to. They weren't a good. They didn't look like a good side with the ball. We had more quality, and that's with. I mean, they had players missing, but really, Gibbs White is a step above both and Boomer and Wissa for me. I think he's, um, you know, he, he creates so much for us. Um, so that was a big miss for us, obviously. So we did well, I think, without those players with the ball. Whereas they look disjointed. They were relying on our mistakes, and they're relying on set plays, and we gave them both up and. They went away three points without really having to play well. And that's that doesn't feel great, does it? And it can't feel great for, for Nuno and the attacking players. And and you're absolutely right. I <laughs> Turner's in charge on that free kick. He's got to be. The goalkeeper has got to take charge of that situation. He is telling that defensive ball what he needs to make sure that it takes out one side of the goal. So he only has to look after the other. That's the point of the defensive ball. That's the point of the goalkeeper's role in that situation. He didn't do enough. He got it wrong. And yes, Tony crept the ball slightly to the left, gave himself a better angle. But 
we should have been wise to that. It, it should have been an option. What was Hudson Odoi doing just hanging off the side of the wall? Why mm. wasn't Turner screaming, put that extra insurance in there? I just I don't understand how that happened, other than it had to be Turner's fault because he's got to take charge of that situation. And Yates was even telling him as well. So, and then on the second goal, Danilo, um, Murillo flat-footed, we've seen it before, he loses concentration. Again, I say we can forgive him, he's young and experienced, but he's got to start learning and learning fast. Um, and we've got to be better at those dead ball and set play situations. Yeah. Right, I just want to talk about this this Tony thing and then I'll throw it to Chris. As Christian says, Tony man of the match. I don't mind the whole narrative from Brentford Football Club welcoming Tony back like, you know, it's Luke Skywalker coming on to take on Darth Vader, whatever, they can do that. The Sky thing was so ridiculous. When Carragher says, he, he admitted it, he said, oh, I, I would you know, I was always going to give him man of the match, effectively. This is a moot point in the grand scheme of things, I know. But, I mean, Chris Wood was twice as good as, as Tony today. The whole narrative around Tony's performance, if you take out the goal and some decent passes, his link play was nowhere near Woods. And no. I just found the whole thing infuriating. Ridiculous. But it's not the point. I appreciate that. So, um, Matt Turner, Chris... I think Mark's right. I know people are saying that he moved Tony moved the ball, and he did. But to me, that goal is much more on Matt Turner than anyone else. What was your take on it? Absolutely. Um, you, you've got to look at where the, the ball was positioned. Uh, the previous goal that Tony scored against us last season, similar free kick, but further back. This is right outside the box. Um, and Turner has to know that, he, you know, a player of Tony's quality, even his quality, he can't really get it up and over the wall the other side. So he's got to be thinking, OK, there's a big gap on my left hand side, Tony's right hand side. That that could be an option for him. And Turner didn't even move. And that's what that that's what really frustrates me is if I know it's captain hindsight and stuff. But at the time when there's people looking at the TV screaming, OK, there's the gap. There it is. You've got to keep an eye on it. Like I just it's, if he'd scored a goal up and over the other side of the wall into the top left-hand corner, I'd been shocked and it would have been an amazing goal, but it was like he passed it into the net. And for me, Turner, it's not just about taking charge of the wall, which which he didn't. It's about, I don't know, you just gotta, you've got to, you've just got to be better. You've got to know that that, you've got to be, you've got to know that that's an open side of your goal and he doesn't even move. He's rooted to the spot. Other than that, for the rest of the game, I was always panicking, particularly in the first half, whenever Turner was passing it out. Nuno wants to play that way and, if Nuno wants to play that way, we're going to play that way, even if Turner's the one doing it. And honestly, the panic we had, I'm surprised Brentford didn't press us higher um, on, on those goal kicks or those pass yeah. backs because I was just so nervous every single time. I thought our pressing actually first half was very good, but theirs was almost non-existent. And I was nervous every time he was on the ball. But yeah, um, not a great performance from Turner, not his worst, but it's we, we need to do better. We, we need a better goalkeeper. Um, uh, just before we pick on that, let me thank for, um, some new members, uh, Glenn Bicknell, James Mercer, Christian Goddard and Oliver Betts-Richards. Thank you very much for joining us uh, and signing up for membership. That's great. Like um, Chris says there, um, Mark, we need a better goalkeeper. I mean, what do we do? Uh, this is a, so infuriating to have this debate game after game because he probably can't go back to, back to Vakodimos because he's been no better. So do we have to find something in a budget to to get a new goalkeeper. Obviously, FFP seems an issue, but what the, what are we going to do now? Yeah, 100%. It's not. I don't think it's a position that's that hard to find, experience on loan or, or, or a cheap transfer. There'll be experienced goalkeepers across Europe or even perhaps across the, 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 the uh, British leagues that could do a job superior to what we've got at the moment. I, I don't think it's that difficult because... 
let me make another point. Like we get look at Bree Samba. He 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 knew exactly what the penalty takers were going to do. Right when you go up and take face penalties last season. Tony did exactly that, what he did today. Put it in the bottom right-hand corner with his right foot, called it around the wall. So whoever's like preparing us, whether that Turner not doing his preparation or the coaching staff, why weren't we aware of that? Why were, well, It was so obvious that that's what he was good. That was all he could do because he's, 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 foot, he's right-footed. He had to put it in the corner. There was nobody who's going to whip it in the top corner with Turner standing that side of the goal. So just be prepared for that and make sure that's the last thing he can do, surely. And as I say, when these goalkeepers prepare against penalty takers so meticulously, I can't understand why Turner wasn't prepared for that when it happened 12 months ago, almost identically. And and like you said, that free kick, there was more options because he could have gone over the ball. This one, he couldn't. It, it, it's really hard to forgive it because it was such a soft goal and it just changed the momentum of the match because we were 1-0 up, looking comfortable. The crowd was quiet. I fancied just to go and get another one because we had control. And they, they weren't creating anything. The the odd long throw was all they'd created to that point. It was a bad free kick to concede as well. Man, Mangala really yeah. shouldn't, have, shouldn't have conceded. That was naive. Just like yeah. it was yeah. in Koyati last season in exactly the same situation. We shouldn't have conceded a free kick there because Damsgaard, he wasn't good enough to score through that run. We could have just let him go. Um, but I don't know. It, it's just hard to ignore it, isn't it? And you're right. I think we've got We've got to get a better keeper in who's got more command, more nous, more presence, more bravery, and can kick the ball and not make us really feel nervous every time the ball goes back to him. Because Chris is absolutely right. Every time we, Omar Deli or Murillo, had to turn around to pass it back, I was like, oh my God, is he going to miscontrol it at the first touch? Is he going to skew it? He did okay. There was one or two that were a little bit shaky, but Chris is right again. Brentford let us off. They didn't press anywhere near as aggressively as we did to them. Mm, true, true. Oh, God. Um, yeah, and if, like, who looks at him in our recruitment? I don't want to dig Matt Turner out too, but you, you know, you can't not. Who looks at this goal at him and thought, yes, please, that's a Premier League goalkeeper based on the sample size I've seen. I've not seen him play before, so maybe that's before he signed for Forest, so maybe that's unfair, but I just don't don't see the skill set that he's a Premier League goalkeeper. I mean, okay, Mark. Here's a question. I'll come back to Chris. If you were to rank the twenty Premier League goalkeepers, starting goalkeepers, as a neutral fan, our our starting goalkeeper would most likely be in the the bottom three at yeah. least, wouldn't he? Well, statistically, they are as well. Right? So if you look at it data alone, it is it is that case. Hmm. Um, certainly in Vlachodimos's situation, I think. The, the problems of Turner are are harder to analyse with data. They're, they're just his confidence with the ball at his feet, which is absolutely vital. People say, oh, we, we can just kick it long, but it just gives you no momentum. Like We don't want to play like that. And he had one or two tonight. We just kicked into Dutch, and it's like, oh, we were giving the ball back. We want to be able to pass back to the keeper and have distribution from our goalkeeper. That's the way we want to play. We can't change that fundamental method of playing because the keeper can't do it. We've got to get somebody who can do it. It is a crucial part of the goalkeeper role now. So, but there's other faults as well. He was at fault for lining up that wall. And every time the ball comes across and there's, I just don't feel confident of him taking on, you know, physical challenges. I think he's, I think he, there's, there's a frailty there. There's a nervousness there about 50-50s. And then as for Phil Godemos, no better because he just seems to be a non-entity every time the ball goes on target. He seems to be able to position himself where he's not, not a factor on whether that goal goes in or not. So it's a massive, massive problem. And yeah, we were chatting in 
in WhatsApp earlier about, are we going to go down if we don't address it? I think there's every chance we will if we don't get a goalkeeper in because we're we're one or two goals behind every game. And no matter what we do at the other end, that's going to be too much for us. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mm. And then you go to the second goal um, for Brentford, Chris. Obviously, we've discussed Murillo's pioneer, you know, not the first time he looks flat-footed coming forward, but also we end up with Montiel marking Ben Mee, which is, you know, not ideal. They they play three at the back and they're quite a big team and we're not, but we are so poor. I mean, they, they flashed up on the screen, didn't they? We can see 11 goals from set pieces, the worst in the league. And we look the worst in the league defending set pieces as well, don't we? Yeah, not great at all. Um, to be fair, it was a good corner. It was like bang on the money right near post. But uh, I think the basics of marking from any corners or set pieces are you pick up the men who are the most dangerous in the air and Collins and me are the two most dangerous for me. So how Montiel was sort of left strangled, you know, beside him, I, I'll never know. Um I just, yeah, it just, it's just, it's frustrating because every time a team seems to get a set piece, we're really concerned that they're going to score. Um, and we're looking for something different and we're looking to shake things up. And it looks like offensively we've shaked things up with set pieces. It looks like we've got ourselves together. We've put ourselves, we've given ourselves opportunities to score. I know it was the FA Cup against the League One side, but we did that against Blackpool during the week. It just feels like we ha- we were still neglecting our defensive duties uh, from set pieces. And yeah, I don't know how... I don't know how the most basic thing happens. That one of the one of their biggest aerial threats becomes free near post and 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 has uh, a tap in of a header, so to speak. You know, it's just it's really frustrating. Yeah, I think this sums up the biggest frustration, Mark. Like we in on Wednesday night, you said there's a blueprint to beat beat us. Set pieces, get the ball in the box. You know, we discussed playing McKenna, and I respect Nuno for you know how, you know going for it, and we played some really good stuff. We discussed the goalkeeper. And we, it feels like we start every game one nil down at the moment because we mm. just the goalies are a factor. The, the predictability of it, I think, is the frustration because we did play well in so many mm. areas. I think that's the galling thing, isn't it? Yeah, we're not we're not going to, to these away games and shrinking. We're going to these away games and going toe to toe. And tonight, with the ball, 
the data and what we saw shows that we were the better side with the ball. We were the more creative. We were pinging the ball around nicely. We didn't have much of a threat because we had, you know, we had our key players missing. But Hudson Odoi combined with Chris Wood. Chris Wood held the ball up well throughout the game and created a few chances for Mangala. And Danilo scored a worldie out out of nothing really. So we we'd done enough in the final third to get something from the game. We've let ourselves down with the with the predictable stuff like you know. A, a goalkeeper error and lack of focus, strength or concentration at set plays, which we're showing week in, week out. Now, in the in defence on the set plays, we have changed our back four a lot and our centre-back pairing has been disrupted by Afghan, right? So that there is hope there that when we get Bolly back, who is more dominant, we might we might see you know that improve. But the goalkeeper, it's every week now. If a week, go, if a match goes by and the goalkeeper issue's not been a a factor on the result, we are relieved. But it's, mm. it's 80, 90% of the time now we're talking about a goalkeeper situation after the game, aren't we, for one reason or another? Um, we could have an Irish fan on who have seen more of Omobamadeli than than us. Um, what did you make of his performance tonight, Chris? I, I thought he was really solid. I thought he got stuck in. I thought he was assured on the ball. I, I'm not, you know, obviously I'm biased, but if you look at the the opposition Irish centre back for Brentford, um, there were numerous occasions in the last few weeks where he struggled. Um, whenever he was pressed high, he'd made a couple of mistakes against Wolves a few few uh, weeks ago. Did Collins? So Omobamadeli comes in. It's his first Premier League debut. Lots of pressure away from home. Um. And I thought he, I thought he was really good. If I'm honest with you, I thought he was really good. There was a couple of times where he nearly got caught out, but for the most part, I mean, he's 21 years old. You know, it's. I think it's a really promising performance. If there are any positives to take from this game, I think it's a promising performance from from Omobamadeli. Um, good to have 420 people with us. Uh, do us a favour and like and subscribe uh, if you can. That would really help us out. Oh gosh. Gary Bertles is ringing me and he, he wasn't very happy during the game, so I'll have to ring him later. <laughs> fair, fair play to him. He's going to let all his frustration out in you. I know, I know. Yeah, oh my gosh. he wasn't Can't let him on because it, it might get struck off on YouTube because of the language, so we've got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't very happy with the naive free kicks and a, and a mm. lot of other stuff that we'll, we'll, we, we will come on to. Um, we started the second half pretty well, Mark. Uh, obviously, you know, frustration of going behind. Um, but then we get the equaliser through Chris Wood, who, you know, uh, just in general, he, we want him to step up um, and he's he's done it. I mean, that's a real striker's goal, a real informed striker's goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was great throughout the game. I thought he was, he was trying to set up play. Uh, again, without Gibbs White there, we don't have anyone around him. Um, so he, he he didn't have too much support tonight, but I, I think he had another really strong game and he took his goal superbly. You can't ask for more, can you? And this is what I mean. I, I think there was a lot of the you know attacking players put in decent enough performances. Danilo, we've already mentioned as well. Um, Hudson Odoi wasn't enough really from him. It's little flashes, but not enough. And but of course we're missing Alanga and Gibbs White, as we said. So I think Wood, you know, he keeps performing and it, it you know. It means we can take our time and bring Tyro back in gradually. We don't. There's not that rush to get him back. Obviously, we will be more effective with him in the side, but we have found a way of of playing with Chris Wood and getting goals out of him, and he is in rich form. That's the positives, you know, and it, it is. But we're going away from home, and we're putting in decent performances with some confidence, and we're getting forward in numbers, and we've got, you know, when everyone's back, we've got quality in those areas, but we've got to address things at the back. Mm. Um, 
That was our fifth 3-2 defeat this season, Chris. I mean, Christ. Yeah, that, just, that's unsustainable, isn't it? No, it's 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 it is. Uh, again, we just we we concede for fun and um the it's it shades of West Ham written all over it. Another game in which we we played very well and lost three two and conceded from two set pieces. It's just it, it it's it just I, I don't know what we have to do to try and get a clean sheet as well. Like I, don't, I can't remember the last time we had a clean sheet was at Villa at home. Um, mm. You know, even conceding one goal would be great uh, these days because it's just it's it's relentless. I think Mark made a really good point earlier. He said that you know our combinations at the back have changed a lot, and that does affect things, particularly with set pieces, which is what we seem to be conceding from a lot. Um, but yeah, um, we need to fix it. And we need to fix that fast because we are scoring goals, as you said. Wood was an absolute handful today, and we're just undoing all that good work um, by conceding so many. Um, um, yeah, the keeper situation, sorry to harp back on it, but it's not just the fact that we want to play out from the back and he's passing, his passing isn't as good. It's also the fact that his passing wouldn't be good enough for a goalkeeper that didn't play out the back. You know, he, he only learned to pass late in the day. He, he's admittedly started when he was 16. Like, we, we need to figure out that out fast and um, we need to figure out how to, to stop goals going in because it's just getting frustrating. But yeah, 3-2 again, West Ham, Man United, Bournemouth, you can list them off all this season. It's just too many. The thing and is, not- Matt, I would say um, if we were playing Luton or Sheffield United tomorrow, we'd probably be the better side. But there's so obvious weaknesses in the way we play. They'd exploit that and they could beat us because they would just put a tournament under pressure, win set pieces and expose us there. And and they're two sides that we are better than them two sides. We've got more quality. And if we played them tomorrow, we'd probably... Play them off the pitch, but still not win because we concede to set pieces or to an error by a goalkeeper. So that's got to be addressed. Otherwise, we're going to go. So it's, I don't believe Nuno is blind to it. I think the talk of not getting a goalkeeper was probably said to try and restore some confidence in the keepers we've got with the idea that it doesn't get better, we will have to move. It, 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 I can't, can't for one minute believe we're not going to. How much the, is a decent goalkeeper, by the way? Sorry, just because like we're, we're saying that we can't sign anyone because of FFP and everyone's been cautious. But like, can we? We we can't spend ten million on a goalkeeper this January. No, don't you spend that though, do you? Because if you can sign someone who's thirty-five and get them cheap, obviously the wages are a big. Even alone, like yeah, with Navas, yeah. yeah, obviously massive wages. So it's no, it's never going to be a cheap deal. But I don't. We we don't know what the the budget is if there is one, but. Honestly, I would forego any other signing, and if if you know whatever the pot is, I would put it into a goalkeeper now, because I want he's back in training soon. Wood's stepping up. Uh, Gibbs White will hopefully be back soon, and then the Afcon players will be back in a couple of weeks. And Mark, I was going to ask you: does the does the returning Afcon player situation solve the the set piece issues? Do you think, or is it go run deeper? It solves it in that we get our players back and we can train with them, which we haven't had for the last two or three weeks. So. And there's no question, Bolly is one of the most dominant defenders in the air that we've got. Um, so I think his aerial dual ratio is really good. And you'd expect us to be less frail at set pieces with him in the side. Um, Murillo does, though, have to really start getting his concentration up, not getting caught flat-footed like he did tonight. Be more careful with his defensive headers because we've seen him exposed a couple of times. It's difficult to say Murillo drops out of the team, so you've, you've got to get more from him in those t- in those moments. Um, but I think, yeah, we miss Bolly a lot. 
Um, and obviously near Kate as well is good backup. I don't think Nuno's going to go at the three at the back, but it might take that if we don't sign a goalkeeper to stop the goals going in. That's the problem. I like the fact that Nuno's playing four at the back and he's brave, but it can't go on like this because we've got to stop conceding goals. So I worry that we're going to have to go three at the back to if to stop it. So he's got to get a keeper in. And that's the only way I can see him being able to persevere with four at the back. To be fair, the, the problem the problem seemed to be a little bit, I mean, the set-piece issue seemed to be plugged a little bit against Newcastle and Man United. Um, you know, I, I, we conceded, a, I know it was a penalty and from a mistake from Turner, obviously, which is an issue we need to resolve. But it, I felt like it had gone away for a moment, you know, just for that brief fleeting moment. And then it's it's obviously come back. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I yeah, I, we have to we have to solve the issue. And as you said, Mark, like those players come back from Afcon, they will help. They will help. We've got a load missing. Aina, Niakate, Bali, who else? Felipe's out injured, so we've got a lot of um, yeah, we've got a lot of defensive options out at the moment. Mm. I suppose we the 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 thing we knew though was that Brentford are really good at set pieces, and that mm. was always going to be a factor in this game. We had to stand up, and, and you know we didn't. I mean, they hit that one off the bar that could have gone in as well. So, you know, just a, a lack of resolve. There were those fine moments without going for Warburton Mark, you know, Mangala from two wood layoffs. They just flash past the post either side. You know, one of those goes in. Um, yeah, frustration, isn't it, again, I guess? Yeah, but we had to work really hard for our two goals. They were two well-taken goals. They weren't down to real defensive errors. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at Brentford's goals and we gave them two, really. We certainly gave them the free kick. Um, I know that the corner was well executed, but I think we, we there was an error there. Whereas our two goals, we had to fight, we had to fight for to those for those two. And, and yeah, Mangala could have put one of those uh, chances away, but they were difficult chances. Um, but, but at least we're creating. That is the positive. Like I now feel like we're going to go into every game and we're going to create good chances. We're going to score at least one, maybe two goals. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen at the other end. That's the mm. problem, and it's. It's kind of like, I guess, the antithesis of where we played under Cooper, where we were like, oh, we're going to turn up, try and keep a clean sheet, not keep a clean sheet, but not offer much for it and lose the game 3-0. Whereas now it's like, we're going to turn up, we're going to score a couple of goals, but what's going to go in at the other end? And mm-hmm. it's a different problem, but it's a problem that could take us down. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, there were positives. I don't want to sound too negative. I think, you know, sometimes we can after in the frustration. Like Danilo, really good. Yeah. Um, someone else... Um, who played well. Oh, Dominguez, I thought, played well. Um, really industrious. Um, and Chris Wood, as we've touched on. <laughs> you know, there were good, lots of good elements to it. Um, but then the third goal, Chris, you know, a worldy finish. Um, but I don't know. Murillo's dangling his leg backwards and not really doing a lot. I, I, I do think it's one way you give a, so, uh, the vast majority of the credit to Mope. But there's always an element where we can defend better, I guess, isn't there? Yeah, I looked at it a few times and I thought to myself, you know, obviously I'm upset. I'm looking for someone to blame. And uh, the first thing that went into my head was, where was Turner? But uh, <laughs> to be fair, to be to be fair, it was right in the it was right in the corner. It was a great finish. Um, I don't know. Can you be stronger there? It was a good turn from Mope. You can't let him turn, I suppose. Um, for me, it's more I don't mind conceding that goal as long as we don't concede goals like the other two. Um, I, 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 yeah, I, I, there's no one really to blame for that goal. It's a good finish, but defensively, maybe get a bit tighter. But you got to be careful because you get your arms around them, then they can go down the box easily. Suddenly, VAR comes into play. 
Um, I know a lot of people thought it might be handball. It didn't actually touch his arm, um, Mope's arm. But yeah, no, I just think good finish, to be honest. Does so Omar Delhi maybe have to get close to Mark? I don't know. Hard for me to say about an Irish yeah. man, but yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm throwing it to Mark, no, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it was just a, you know, superbly taken goal. I mean, maybe we could have cut it out in the build-up. Maybe there's something that Murillo Amabamadeli could have done. But I think I think when you compare it to the other two goals, there's, there's yeah. you know, there's not too much there we can pick at, really. And, and you know, without the free kick, we'd have got a two-all draw. Um, probably more because that free kick swung the momentum. So for me, it's the more than the corner, it's the free kick that really, really nags at me. And that's the one that I'm going to be, it's going to be hard to get off my mind over the next couple of days. Mm. And then a few other, just for, you know, adding to the list of frustrations, Chris, this one I think Burles takes about naive free kicks, you know, Aguilera is very young uh, and, you know, you expect him to be overzealous, but a couple in injury time and, just throughout the game, we give free kicks away in bad areas, and we can't. So we can't defend set pieces, so we're just not helping ourselves there, are we? No. Also, we we gave away quite a, quite a few yellow cards um, throughout yeah, the game. Montiel Mangala, again. Mangala's yellow card, needless free kick to give away. I mean, I know a lot of people would say, well, he was kind of getting close to being through on goal or a good opportunity. Maybe it's a good free kick, but I don't think it was. Still, put it put them in a very dangerous situ- situation with the dead ball, um, but. Uh, he got a yellow card for that. You have Danilo, a bit of a needless yellow card as well, further up the pitch. And that puts pressure on us. That's two of our midfielders on yellows immediately. And then Montiel um, messing around. Uh, I can't remember if that was sort of late in the game, but he was just messing around and got a yellow card. And I just think just, yeah, a bit of naivety and, and lack of discipline there. Uh, and it just it just didn't help us at all. Um, and Montiel's then afraid to, to go in for a tackle, and so are the other players. So it's just, it just, yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was pretty poor. Aguilera late on in the game, I understand that it's a, a, a couple of mistakes, but he is young. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think we, we just need to be a bit more switched on, a bit more disciplined. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My last gripe on the game. Actually, I've probably got two. Injury time, Mark. 
you know, you expect Brentford lost five games in a row. We should be doing a, a lot more. Did it not happen because we were just knackered after the FA Cup game? Or are we just basically not good enough in these situations? What's your take on the extra well, time, 10 minutes with, we have? Yeah, with the extra stoppage time, the bench is so crucial and we don't have a bench. We don't have yeah. that quality on the bench at the moment. So I, I, I'm not too bitter about that. I think that's explained by the fact that you know, Aguilera, can't, what can we expect from Aguilera? It's, un, it's unfair to expect him to come on and have an impact. It would have been nice, but we don't expect it. Whereas, you know, when when Gibbs-White, Alanga and, and Tyro are back, we'll be bringing Chris Wood on for the last 15 minutes and and maybe hudson Adoy. you know, players that will, you know, you would expect to put the opponent under pressure, tired legs at the back. We don't have that in a moment. So I, I, don't, think, I don't think we can point to that too much. This is it. I mean, like... The, the problems are easy to fix, right? So that's that should be a positive, right? The the positive should be under Cooper when we went away from home, there were so many things wrong, I couldn't see how we were ever going to get results away from home. Whereas under Nuno, you can see what he wants to do and you can see it working because we're scoring goals, right? The problems are so obvious and they're actually pretty easy to fix. Be more concentrate, more concentration, more organisation, more strength at set pieces. We've got the players to do that. And we can just get that when we get them back and get a new goalkeeper. And if we do that, I think we'll be all right. But that's what's so annoying. It's so blatantly obvious what's wrong at the moment. And until those two things are addressed, we're going to go on dropping points, regardless of how where we're playing and how many goals we're scoring. Um, thank you, Sam Henry, for becoming a member. And I appreciate this is jarring and uh, it's not, you know, it's a, 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 people don't want to hear uh, necessary sponsors ad, but. <laughs> uh, thank you to the Trent Navigation for sponsoring us. And there's a nice the pictures, Sunday Rose. Uh, they are really good. The graphics are great. And if you fancy a, a meal to cheer you up tomorrow, then get down and have a nice Sunday roast. Uh, this is this yeah. is the first picture you've shown, which is almost appropriate for the time of day that you've shown it. Like I think you showed <laughs> it. <laughs> so yeah. Right. I think we've gone over most of the game. So I just want to spend the last few minutes getting each of your takes on where we're at. I mean, Mark's kind of touched on it there, Chris, that, I don't know, you can you can look at it that we're in banging trouble. We haven't even thought about the FFP cloud that hangs over it. So we've kind of cast that to one side. Are we a complete disaster zone or do you see enough in us that we're going to be all right coming in the next few weeks? We, we, were, we were missing an awful lot of players today. You know, like, I mean, as Mark said, there's players going to the AFCON, there's injuries, you know, you just, and the the players that we're missing are not only starting players for us at one point or another this season, they've been key. Sangare, um, you've got Elanga, Morgan Gibbs-White, Taiwo, uh, Niakate, you know, all of them have man of the match performances in them. Even Aina, like we're missing an awful lot of players. So I was on a positive note, I was proud to see the performance we put out there. Uh, today there wasn't as much repetition going forward offensively like there was against Newcastle and Man United where you could see we'd worked on those goals in training the pullbacks for Dominguez and Morgan Gibbs-White are good examples of that against Man U or Wood uh, escaping over the top for a Murillo through a ball but we still managed to get two goals away from home and yeah I'll be honest with you I'm pleasantly surprised the fight we put up uh, against Brentford today, considering all the injuries and all the players missing for for AFCON as well, Bali as well one I didn't mention so yeah, I don't think it's a lost cause at all in terms of you know where we are. Obviously, like you said, the FFP thing has, hangs over us. Um, but uh, if you're talking about pure performance, uh, I'd be fairly optimistic uh, moving forward. Genuinely, I would, even though uh, we have to fix the goalkeeper situation. 
in the short term, Mark, and I'll get your bigger, longer term take, it's Arsenal at home, Bournemouth away, Newcastle at home, West Ham at home, Villa away, Liverpool at home, Brighton away is the next bracket of the games before it flips completely in um, uh, mid-March to, to much more attractive fixtures on paper. Uh, how are you feeling about the, the next few weeks um, and then more more so the season as a whole? I think, I mean, they're tough fixtures. I mean, that one thing that is frustrating about tonight, have we taken a point? Brentford were going to go into a dreadful one where I don't think they'd have picked up many points at all. So we could have got through our run and they probably would have been far away from us, probably even behind us still. And um, so that's annoying if we just if a point was really all we needed tonight to to put them in a bit more trouble. Now, I look at our fixtures. Yes, they're difficult, but I there is more confidence because Nuno has got a different mindset into this team that uh, regardless of opposition, I think we're going to have a go. And and I don't think any of those teams are going to play us and think we're going to roll over. They are going to think, well, we'll get them on set pieces and we'll put the keeper under pressure. So if we eliminate that, we've got a chance in all those games, but we've got to eliminate that. And um, that that's that, it, at least that's what we know what we've got to do. And we I sit here now and hope that Nuno and his team realise that. They surely must. They surely, I, I can't believe for one minute they don't know what they have to do to put the problems right. So I am optimistic, despite the FFP thing, because I do think we've got a way of playing, we've got a new mindset, a new confidence going forward, and we've got players coming back who can hurt opponents. So I want to end this positively, but it's just so frustrating that the problems we can all see aren't addressed yet, and there's no sign yet that they're going to be. Mm. I'm actually going to skirt back to the start in a second. Team selection, because I should have discussed that. A quick question from Matt Kane: Do you think Liverpool will loan us Kelleher? Absolutely not. So I can't see it because he's their number two. So, yeah, it's going to be hard to get uh, that kind of keeper. I think you need an experienced keeper who's absolutely nowhere near a team. But uh, I don't know who that is. I don't think it'll be Navas particularly. Um, going back to team selection, Chris, when I saw the team, I think I put in our WhatsApp group, Mark, you know, there's no way that team's keeping a clean sheet with Tavares at left back and those two centre halves as you know as promising as they are. What did you make of the team selection with Tavares starting? Were you surprised by that? Um, I was surprised that Tavares was starting. Yeah, definitely. That was probably the biggest shock for me because defensively he gets found out. Um, I think his decision making today wasn't particularly fantastic going forward at times. A lot of poor touches and needless shots from distance, but. Yeah, I was surprised by Tavares, but other than that, not massively surprised. Um, I was a little bit, uh, a little bit taken aback that Omobamadeli was put straight in after his debut there against Blackpool. I know he he had a good game, and obviously he's Irish, and I love him. But like, um, I did. I was surprised that him and Murillo, two inexperienced sort of defenders, were starting against such a a good set piece side. But. Yeah, the, other than that, the Tavares thing was the real the real thing that stood out for me because Toffolo has been good for us lately, and um, yeah, I was just surprised that he didn't he didn't get the nod. Yeah, I mean, I suppose Mark, like like I said here, like SSK, the fan verdict would be for um, uh, Toffolo to start. So, is it? Do you think he's picking Tavares because of his attacking prowess? Nuno seems something that maybe us aren't seeing. Yeah, it's got to be, isn't it? It's got to be that that pace and power he offers into the transition. Um, maybe away from home, he thinks we need that. I think Toffolo will play the home games. Um, for me, Toffolo is better with the ball, but Tavares just offers you that little bit extra pace and power going forward. Perhaps he thinks that's good for Hudson-Odoi. 
on the overlap. You know, Tavares has got that pace to get behind him, whereas Toflo perhaps doesn't quite have that. Then I'd back Toflo with the final ball if he did do that. So there's not a lot to choose, and they've all, they've got qualities. The better defender is Toflo, though. I think we got away with it today. I don't think Brentford particularly had a lot of uh, danger out on the, that flank. But Chris is right. A few times he got the decision making wrong, and he got away. There was one where he did really well. Second half where he he um or was it first half where he cut through a couple of their players, outpaced them, powered into midfield, and then lost the ball chose the wrong pass and then we were on the back foot and they almost broke on us but we got away with that it's things like that that he's got to put right and until he does then Toffolo really should should get the nod um, for the home games for sure um, I don't know Nuno's playing around with his team isn't he he's trying to find the right balance and I'm all for that that's all fine um, but I think Toffolo for me is the one I prefer there yeah um, I was a bit dismissed from Matt Kane's question there about uh, Kelleher. He does point out that Navas was PSG's number two last season, but specifically with Liverpool, I can't see because Alisson can pick up a knock. So I don't see them loaning him out, but that's fair enough. Uh, we'll come on to other questions on Monday around Joe Worrell's um, future and stuff like that in the company of um, Calvin Wilson uh, and Temps. And we'll delve into some bigger picture questions around the game as well. Uh, any final words before we depart, Chris? Any final thoughts? Yeah, I just think... <laughs> the thing I don't want to talk about FFP because I know you covered it all week, but I just think the thing that really bugs me about it is we don't know where we are, and um, not just us, not just Everton, all the teams below us, Luton, Brentford, Sheffield United, Burnley—they've no idea what they're really aiming for. And in sport, that affects things. If we're getting to the back end of the season and people don't know where they are, they don't know whether to go for a draw, a win, rest a player for one game, bring him in for another. Uh, and I think it's a bit ridiculous, if I'm honest with you. It's just another another um, implementation of the rules that just seems a bit ridiculous. But as far as performance goes and team goes, I think we're in a positive place. Chris Wood has been a revelation as of late. He was an absolute handful today. Had we got the draw, I'd have given him man of the match and maybe even given man of the match anyway, because he was so good up top. Um, Danilo's finally coming back into some form. Um, you know, Omobama Deli is a bright spark now. Uh, along with Aguilera off the bench. I think there's lots of positives to be taken, but as Mark has, has said many times today, we need to sort out the goalkeeper situation. It's not acceptable. We have to solve that problem now. Mm, yeah, I mean, man of the match is, you know, the man of the match. It doesn't have to be from the winning team. I agree with you. Just, I've already said it before. There's no way it was Tony. Uh, it should have been Chris Woods. Mark, any final words from you? Um, other than, uh, does anyone know uh, Tom Heaton's phone number or address? Because he's not doing anything. <laughs> he was on the bench in the FA Cup for Man United, but he's not even their number two anymore. He's 37 years old, but I take him. There you go. There's your keeper. He's going three. Not doing anything. Experienced goalkeeper would come in. Hasn't played for a while, but I reckon Tom Heaton's going to offer more than we've got there. So, yeah, if you if anyone out there knows his phone number, send it over. Or we'll get started on that because someone's got to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's got to be someone out there. I mean, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> Haya, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to Haya. Well, would be, well, lovely, but that would be another 100 k Unlikely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. It's agents, Mendes, isn't it? This is a pie in the sky thing. Yeah, there must yeah. be someone. Uh, yeah, people asking about injuries. We'll pick up that on Monday as well. I haven't heard Nuno's post-match, but um, potentially, uh, hopefully Gibbs White is back, uh, certainly for the Arsenal game. Obviously, like, is Bristol City next as well? Is that a good thing, uh, Mark? Is Bristol City next and next not Arsenal? 
Yeah, it could be. Um, I think that we'll go there and have a go, and um, hopefully it was just coming out of it unscathed, isn't it? That's the thing at the moment. We 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 can't take another key injury because we're so thin, and um, but it might do the confidence of the world a good. Um, I again, I the the attacking players will come out of the game thinking they did enough tonight to come away with a point, and I, they must be just as frustrated as we are about you know what's going on behind them. So um, I think Bristol City don't perhaps have the quality of set pieces that Brentford had, so perhaps we won't get exploited by that, and we, we might get a result. And then we go into Arsenal. It's a home game, and obviously at the city ground, it's a different different state of affairs, isn't it? And I expect us to have a real good go at them. And, um, yeah, and then the players start coming back after that as well. We should get Gibbs-White back for Arsenal, hopefully. Then the AFCON returnees come as well. So there is there is light at the end of the tunnel, but we've just got we've got to sort the things out at the back, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. those returning players will make a real big difference. Put Ilanga in that team and have that threat from the right-hand side as well. And, yeah, a one-year, even if it was a bench option initially, there's loads to be upbeat about going forwards. Mm. But the, the short-term and immediate frustration is we've absolutely, not for the first time in the Premier League, shot ourselves in the foot. I was counting up all the 3-2 defeats because... One of the Gary texted me and said that's our tenth three-two defeat in the Premier League. Uh, in fact, we've had ten three-two games and lost them all. So I did count them up, and I think he might be right. But I'll check that out uh, in general. Right, I've threatened to end this stream about four times. I'm actually going to do it now. So thanks to everyone who's watched along and commented. Very much appreciated. Like I say, we're back at one p.m. on Monday with uh, Kelvin and Temp. So do join us for that, and we'll open the conversation out. A bit more, but also discuss this game and get Kelvin and Temps' take on it, obviously. Uh, Mark, thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. Good to have you with us as ever. You turn out uh, rain or shine, more rain than shine. Yeah, <laughs> at the moment. moment, yeah. Yeah, but we, yeah, we have had those good moments. Hope we get back to them soon. Uh, Chris, good of you to join us as ever again. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. And by the way, I think the FA Cup is a good distraction for us. So hopefully we can keep that going. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, do check out Chris on the Forest All Over podcast with uh, his friend Matt. Uh, and uh, Chris will be fully ranting, I'm sure, uh, on that. And you've got something called The Blame Game on your podcast. So that's going to be a busy feature uh, next week. When's your next podcast out? Uh, probably sometime early next week. Um, we're Our schedule's all over the place because my co-host is all over the place. Uh, and as am I. So we'll, we'll do the best we can. But probably sometime early next week. Uh, definitely pre-Arsenal anyway. Oh, do check that out. Do check Mark out uh, on FPL Black Box as well, obviously. Uh, thanks for your company, everyone. Have a good evening and a good weekend. And we shall see you on Monday. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.